Bum 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 therapy. Okay, McKenna. Damn it, I was gonna say that was me who was singing. Oh no. <laughs> therapy. Welcome back to Ray, everybody. Uh, today we are going to be talking about therapy, what it is how to break up with your therapist oh god the awkwardness the weirdness when you just don't vibe what what do you do ah or even admitting i don't want to go to therapy just kidding but like that is a real thing like i and it is a bit taboo still right yeah. like to say i see a therapist yeah. oh are you having problems yeah. like yeah i know this is not my story to share but one thing that really really used to like bother me so much is that when all of us were thrown into therapy, McKenna, Alexa, or, sorry, McKenna, me, and our little sister Alexa, used to drive me crazy. How like I felt like I loved therapy so much, but some of them like didn't feel that way, and it used to drive me crazy because I was like, why don't you like just like revealing everything or just like talking about things? McKenna just rolled her eyes, but like okay, wait, all okay, <laughs> no, 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 you go, you yeah, go. but you just, but I was just saying it made me so frustrated because at the time I think I was nine. And you I was, loved it. I loved it because I never could be able to express my feelings at home. And so being able to express it to a complete stranger who had absolutely no judgment was one of the most clarifying things for me. And I think I used to ask my parents to go way more than we had scheduled. But I bring up the point about how I was so frustrated that like one of my sisters didn't like therapy was because now at like 21 and 20, I've struggled to like really push myself to go to therapy. Like I don't want to go to therapy. Mm, I remember like this. So now I'm in a place right now where literally yesterday I randomly went on ZocDoc and like found a therapist and was like, no, I need to get myself into therapy. No question about it. I need to talk to someone or I'm going to drive myself crazy. But before that I had a therapist who I broke up with in June which I think is something that's really interesting to talk about um I did not want to go to therapy I really did not want to I was probably September of 2020 and I felt like I didn't need it I knew I needed it but I felt like oh I'm fine I can get through it I don't want to spend the money on it because I'm super freaking frugal and a part of me was like "Mm, I don't need to pay for a therapist like no thank you I can I'll talk to myself like I'll go to yoga or journal but then I realized that when I started going to therapy again like holy crap like I I needed it more than I thought that I did and now I think that taught me to accept the fact that right now I really need therapy even though I don't really want to pay for it I really need therapy and I think it's definitely an investment in your mental health that like is an investment in your future I feel that. I've had, Marin and I, we both had our fair share of therapists. I probably had five. I think I had five, around maybe, five or yeah. six. And she's absolutely right. Like, I, I vividly remember Marin loving going to therapy when we first started. And I was more like, you don't know what I'm going through. Like, I was very yeah. defensive. I was like, yeah, I don't even know you. Like, how could you relate? How? And also, she didn't, I feel like she didn't give advice. I feel like she's like, tell me how you feel yeah and I didn't like that and I feel like everybody wants something different out of therapy and for me it's always helped me see the greater picture like I want advice I want takeaways I want notes in my journal I I want teachers like lessons and 
I have now found she's a very unconventional therapist. I'm, I'm she's sure. so unconventional. I have my own opinions about her. Personally, I do not think that her and I would vibe in the way that I need her to vibe. But I hear how, like, hype McKenna gets about her and how much that she makes an influence on McKenna's life that I think this is a perfect example about what works for one person does not work for the other person. And I'm really happy. I think it's rare that you find your person, but she's my... Like, I never thought I would find somebody that I vibe to. And when I say she's unconventional, I literally mean it. She's I ven- unconventional! I, I Venmo her, and I pay her out of my pocket. It's really expensive. It's $144 a session, but... She's untraditional. I, it could be a 40-minute chat to an hour-and-a-half chat, and it's the same cost. And um, she's very spiritual. She's about manifestation. Like, she does different um, kinds of techniques. And, and um, you know, sometimes we do meditations together. She's just very, very different. Her name is Bree, and I met her through a friend. And I know it was meant to be the way I met her was also very unconventional, but I don't need to share that. And what I love about her is we we were just talking about this. The therapist sometimes that you meet or that I've always had in the past, it's like required that you see them once every week on Tuesday at 7 p.m. And it's like I would show up sometimes and have nothing to say and the whole hour would be resentful. Like I'm paying you so much money and I've got nothing to say. Hmm, that's Whereas weird. with the lady I found now, Brie, it's like I can WhatsApp her. I'm having a really low moment. Like can you call later tonight in three hours? And she'll be like, yeah. Like, she'll, she'll, like, be down to talk whenever. I always try to give her a heads up to be respectful, of course. But I, it used to be, it's usually a monthly thing where I, I chat with her. It's been a few months now. But I love that I can just pick, pick up the phone and call her and, you know, when I need to. It's not a required I need to see you relationship. It's, it's when it works, you know, when the yeah. time is right. And so I really, really appreciate that. But I know you do, like, traditional, right, therapy yeah. sessions. But I think that's very different. Like, I love my routines. I'm notorious for loving my routines. And I will admit, like, sometimes I think one of the reasons I had to break up with my last therapist was because at the beginning she had said, oh, we should meet twice a week. And I we started meeting twice a week, and I had a lot at the beginning. I had so much to unpack. And then I think after that, it's, I started to become like it was a chore to do. It was a mm. chore to go to therapy, which, I mean, a part of it can be that way if you don't like therapy. And I think it's really hard to like, I mean, now I'm like in a place where I don't know if I love therapy. I just know that I need it and I need a place to express how I feel. And honestly, I need a therapist who's going to call me out on my shit because I feel like I don't really I agree listen. To like that. I, I second to that. I need someone to be like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. seriously, what are you doing?" Or, okay, so why are you fucking around and like not admitting that you feel this way? And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, great question. I don't know. Let me unpack that." And they're like, "No, no, no, unpack it now because we know that you're not going to unpack it later." And so Love I think that. that's something that I'm trying to figure out. But yeah, I think I had to break up with my last therapist because it got way too much into a routine where. It felt like it was a chore and I think you can feel and I think this is why a lot of people are hesitant to doing therapy in the first place because it does take a while to find a therapist that matches your vibe and that's a lot of energy and a lot of time because that means you gotta share the life story it's exhausting it's really draining and And what if it doesn't work exactly and it sucks that's a huge time suck exactly it's it's very draining and I think that is so fair and probably one of the reasons why when I finally broke up with my therapist and it felt like a breakup because how did you do it 
I just felt it in my gut that I just knew I wasn't I went into those sessions with a lot of a lot more resentment because I didn't I couldn't justify how I was paying so much out of my pocket when I could like pay for a better therapist with insurance covering it and I think I took that into it and I also think because I'd go into those sessions and I could almost like guess what she was going to tell Mm -hmm. me in a way which I I didn't need like I can tell myself that for free I think it's different hearing I think that's different than what I said because I think I could have told myself that and not listened to myself but at the same time I needed someone to tell me something that I wasn't expecting to hear because I think that pushes you a little bit more out of your own comfort zone and that's what I needed at that moment and so I remember literally trying to avoid her because I was so... (laughs) The avoidance. No, I was so uncomfortable because I didn't know how to do it. And I think I had to do it like within two or three sessions. I started the first session off being like, I think we should cut back in my brain, knowing that I knew that it couldn't last that long. And so then it was more of a, I just have found it. It took so much confidence. Like it took so much confidence. I had to write down a script. Like I think I texted. I don't remember if I texted her or if I told her in person I know I'm really awkward when it comes to on like confrontation in general I don't like conflict and I think it's kind of problematic to have conflict with your therapist because they're supposed to help you and not try to give you more anxiety they're trying like trying to relieve your anxiety and think she was truly an icon because she understood what I was saying and I think she could tell that ultimately I was having more anxiety from our therapy sessions than I was getting relieved and so I think that part kind of shined through a lot and now I'm in a place where there I just don't want to tell anybody my problems that that like I can I I don't know I need someone unbiased like I could tell you I can tell like McKenna and I just went to the coffee shop the other day and talked for an hour and I think I spelled more than I've ever spelled ever versus that used to be the person like my mom I would do a lot but there are some things that there's some things that are so hard to tell your family members that I think it's very different when you tell like kind of a stranger mm-hmm. obviously a therapist hopefully you go into a relationship where they're not really a stranger there's somebody who I kind of look at it as a cheerleader they're a cheerleader in my life I see life. them as a cheerleader you know 100% like well. regardless of whatever That's I what know that is. if I texted my therapist and this is the feeling that I want and that I crave and that like the reason that I so believe in therapy is because one, even if you think that you don't have shit to talk about, you have shit to talk about. Everything, and I think this is truly, truly the first thing that I was like, I need to start Ray, or we need to start Ray, or why I came to McKenna and said we need to do, like we need to talk about how there is nothing normal in a human experience because there's no freaking guidebook. You're the first one going through exactly what you're going through. Exactly, and you can't compare. I remember McKenna... Well, I remember the first thing our mom ever said to us was when we lived in L.A. and a lot of our friends were a lot more well-off than we were. And she used to say, don't don't judge them by how big their house is, judge them how big their heart is. Which is interesting now into play because I think if you use that same kind of like metaphor in a way, it's like don't judge someone and don't compare yourself to other people because what might be hard for someone else may not be hard for you. It doesn't make them any weaker or anything less than you. It just mm-hmm. means like... And this is where I think our faith plays a little bit of a role. And I understand and totally respect that people don't have the same beliefs. But in my brain, it's like God is putting things within our place that like he knows that we can handle and will make us stronger. And 
you know, that looks different for every single person, which I think is why it's really hard to step back and not be critical because it's very easy to be critical of the fact that, well, crap, like, I feel weak this way, but, like, I think of my friends who are going through a lot worse, and it's, like, we have very different experiences and just because one of them seems harder than the other doesn't invalidate the way that you feel exactly which is what therapy I think has taught me in a way because it's like this stranger is put in front of you and just kind of like interprets everything that you feel and kind of analyzes it in a way that you know like you can't do it on your own I love what you're saying um especially about the comparison thing because I've had friends who are like yeah, I wouldn't go through therapy because I haven't been through what X has been through. Yeah. yeah, I've not really been through anything or I don't know what I'd talk about. It's like yeah. we all have unique individual experiences. Like you said, you shouldn't compare and you deserve to go to therapy. Everybody deserves to talk yeah. to someone else, um, you know, who is a professional and, and can, you know, be there, be a sounding board, be a cheerleader, just listen to you, whatever. Right. Everybody deserves that. and. There's no criteria that you need to have gone through something or need to be a kind of person to go to therapy. It's for everybody. Yeah, I remember talking to my therapist, my last therapist about this, how I used to feel so, I felt so guilty about talking about one part of my life when I knew that my friend like didn't have that part in her life. And it was like a relationship and it was like, I felt so guilty about complaining about my relationship to my parents when like they didn't even have one of their parents and that used to like bother me so much because I was like how do I not feel this way and the thing is that you can't help how you feel which is something that your I'm so yeah your feelings are valid and I think that's something that I really still have a very hard time grasping is the fact that you ca- that is the one yeah that's one thing you cannot control you cannot control how you feel you can control how you act upon those feelings but you can't control how you feel those are like subconscious things that are happening and she was like well would you she goes really that's very interesting that you say that because you remember our first session when I when I always used to open and whenever I would tell like my friends or anybody kind of like our life story I would always say I just want to preface by saying I don't want pity I don't want sympathy. I literally am just saying this because I'm hoping that, like, our story will help someone else or that, like, just by expressing this, you'll see that not everything is as rosy as it may be. And, but at the end of the day, like, I don't want sympathy because everything that I've we've been through and I've been through has made me the person who I am today and I'm so unapologetically myself in a way that it's, like, why would I, like, why should I compare that because I have absolutely no regrets like I have no regrets about the fact that like what I have done to get me to this stage in life is like what I've done and if you look back with regrets then I think that's carrying a lot of weight on your shoulders in a way that it's like that's the past you cannot change the past but I say I said that in therapy because I was like I'm really struggling and I can't understand I can't justify how I feel this way when I'm thinking about all these people who have it much worse but at the end of the day, like, you don't need to justify your feelings. If that's mm-hmm. how you feel, that's how you feel. Mm. And so that's really rough. I think that's rough. I don't know. I just remember, like, I don't know. I just remember always feeling, I used to feel really bad for myself. But then as I we went through therapy, I was like, oh, I don't feel bad about myself. I don't feel bad for myself at all. Because, like, I would not be as close to my sisters if, like, things did not happen. Or, like, I would not be who I am today and have gotten to where I am without things that have happened in my life so like why you know we can feel sympathy for other people because like we feel bad for them 
but like there's also a part of me that's like that's where they've got like they've gotten that that far if I'm thinking about like how far people get like they've gotten that far because of the things that have happened in their life and which like in my brain like God has put that in their life Mm -hmm. to be like they can handle that and it'll make them a stronger person how do you feel yeah I 100% agree I think the comparison game is so real and you just don't play it like screw that game and you be laser focused on your own life and your self-growth like I think therapy is really important too for self-growth to get out of bad habits or to like become the person that you want to be that's kind of how I see therapy yeah like set goals and have someone hold you accountable yeah exactly like that or you know for me, I, I saw my therapist, Brie, a lot initially in 2021. So last year I met her um, beginning of 2021, and it was really self-guilt, like I feel, which is super interesting, a really interesting topic. And I mean that in the sense that, like, I could not get over the past mistakes that I had done. or And I'm, I was like, did I make the right decision here? Like, I can't, I can't get over... The relationship and how it ended with this person and I feel horrible about it and she kind of helped me get through that and see that we all make mistakes and you have to hug, hug your younger self because you do the best you can do with the tools you have in that moment like yeah you you we all do the best we can do and we you know learn more lessons as we get older and obviously we're not gonna make those mistakes again so yeah. I feel like for me therapy has been really valuable in self-growth and also just being less of my own critic like there's enough haters in the world world there are enough managers who are gonna make you doubt yourself like don't be the person that does that you yeah. know our mom used to tell us that she I remember she used to say like why wouldn't you be your biggest cheerleader if they're like a bajillion people who are rooting against you like the one person who you can guarantee will have your side is yourself yeah which I think is interesting and I think another thing that you bring up that I think is so powerful and such a big part of therapy is tool like a toolbox it is a toolbox it is a toolbox I remember being in like cognitive behavioral therapy because I had really bad crippling anxiety and I had a lot of anger which like came out of my anxiety in the way that I couldn't even like look at someone without feeling anger or like resentment and I remember learning in CBT that like this is my cognitive behavioral therapy oh yeah sorry cognitive behavioral therapy um that you have a toolbox and that this toolbox is something that you can always refer back to in a way of like how do I reduce my anxiety so I used to have really crippling anxiety and I'd have panic attacks to the point where like I would used to like see have a seizure on the floor in a way like not know how to express my feelings or like go around and like wake up in the middle of the night and have so much anxiety to like check the doors and check the windows and the doors to make sure that they were locked and all my family members were fine and I say that because I didn't know how to like handle that in a way and therapy taught me like these are tools to decrease your anxiety yeah. so like when I'm having anxiety one thing when I lived with my mom one thing that I would she would always do with me is I would always put my feet on the ground and like she'd rub my head because it centers your body to be like no I'm still like alive I'm still here which is, is something that I use now like when I'm having really bad anxiety like thank god I have not had a panic attack in a, in a long while but I like always like center myself on the ground I or I do yoga or I put my hand on my heart because I can feel like Your this breath. is my body, yeah. like this is my breath. Another thing that's really helped is like yoga, which I need to get back I into. I do that every morning. You know, like yeah. I, I see McKenna doing that. And the one thing that I'm really bad about in terms of like exercise is like I need someone to hold me accountable. Like I need a class to go to because like 
then I'm forced to do it. But yoga is always like something that I got really into in high school. And like your ujjayi breath where like you have like an ocean breath is really important because it literally forces you to connect with your body in a way that you feel yourself breathing and you have control over how you breathe. And it makes you in tune with like literally every single like muscle and bone in your body that is like very calming in yeah. a way because it kind of grounds you back to like yourself because I think a lot of anxiety is out of body fear or out of at least for me is like a lot of out of body fear out of body energy that is like forcing you away from reality so it's like kind of grasping yourself and then I putting it that. on the ground but I think that's what therapy has done the for toolbox. me and for you I hope I, like, yeah I have some, you know the toolbox I have some um one's breathing like you it's like Breathe in for three seconds, hold for seven, release for eight. The three, seven, eight, that helps me a lot. And we talked about this in the last podcast with the McKenna Cheat Sheet. It's a list. I, I struggle with self-doubt a, a lot. Like, I'm constantly doubting myself, but I'm also correcting myself, so I'm proud about it, um, about myself doing that. Um, but, yes, this cheat sheet helps me because it's basically a list of all the accomplishments throughout my life or situations I've gone through that I can look back on in, in, in moments of self-doubt where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so unaccomplished or I fucked up or I, I did something wrong. I can look back and be like, no, like you've done these things too. Like as many mistakes as you've had, like you've also had these great moments where you shined. And so I feel like the cheat sheet helps. And then lastly, this is a hack to not spend as much money on therapy. So I feel like you can have really great sessions, but you don't write it down or you don't you kind of like forget what was said exactly so now it's kind of annoying but I'm so grateful I do it after every session I send an email to myself with the notes from that session just bullets about the main things that came up the tips and tricks I took a longer teachings that um, transpired and I email it to myself and I just caption it chat with Brie about X and that's the subject so when I'm in a moment where I'm struggling, I can bring that email up. And it also, it's cool. I have that forever. Obviously, you have your email forever. Yeah. You can just look up, you know, keywords and it'll come up the advice that you need. And I feel like that has saved me sessions, which saves me money. So this is kind of <laughs> until I can afford to see Brie, who I love with all my heart, on a more consistent basis. Like these email, this email hack, like really does the trick for me. So yeah. I feel like that's. Another thing in my toolbox is, you know, the sessions with her. I have bullets of everything. Yeah. So it's like a kind of a dictionary for myself, if you will. I'm going to have to steal her idea, McKenna. Um, I think that's a genius idea. I think another thing which, like, I wish that I could do this, and there's just, like, no part of me that has the, like, drive to do this, but one of the things that McKenna does, which I admire, and I used to make fun of her all the time for this, is she has, like, these dream boards, like, these, (laughs) like she said with Brie, one of the things she loves about Brie, I know, one of the things that, like, has really helped her with Brie is she's very good at manifesting. She really believes in manifesting, which is something that I'm trying to learn. I think affirmations are more, like, the trick for me, and, like, saying things and being able to believe it with her it's manifesting and I remember it's so freaking fun uh, okay and I'm just gonna say read the secret what you put out in the universe you get back okay back to you okay so she's a full believer in that (laughs) but I will hand it over to her in a minute but I remember she used to do this in high school like she put on her dream board literally we had just moved to Minnesota she had put this on her board and it was, I'm going to go to NYU, I'm going to have a job at, I don't remember, like it was a job in business or something like that. 
And like those happened, and now on her bulletin board that she Two, has in her three room. Three years ago, I put the company that I met today. Yeah, and so that's pretty fucking powerful, if you ask me. Now on her bulletin board, she has a bunch of places that she wants to travel to, and other companies I'd love to work yeah. at one day. Yeah, and I I've had this vision board now in my room for three years, and it I just love it. Like it keeps you focused on the big picture, and it's also it's kind of fun to talk about because. It's a statement piece in my room. There's nothing else on my wall, so it's the first thing people notice. And it, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I wanted to write a screenplay. Like, And the more you talk about it, though, the more that energy comes back to you. And now all these people know I want to go to Bali. So, like, I'm going to go to Bali at some point, right? Like, I talk about it so much. But, yeah, I put I put my dream house. I Even the exact house I found on Zillow. Like, I just look at Zillow and find my dream house. I do that one. I'm, like, super I put I put the address, and I'm, like, this is my house. Yeah. Like, one day I put an Oscar because I wanted to win an Oscar for a screenplay, which will happen, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, you got to put those yeah. things down. And so, yeah, the vision board is another. It's a great therapeutic tool for yourself, and you definitely should make one. They're really fun to make, and it's it I think it has amazed me like I'm like whoa I did I forgot about the NYU vision board like I actually oh I remember that because the I made one vision board in my entire life and it had NYU on it and then it had a company that I ended up having an internship for and I like definitely did not see that happening for myself at all but I also think I don't know I'm learning I'm learning that manifesting is something that I think is very powerful putting into the world what you want to get back. I'm hundred percent. I it's I'm hard so for me. Excited to hear that, man. I know it's hard for me to like fully believe that or want to get fully on board because I'm such a pessimist in the way that I I just have the mentality that if you want something and you you work for it as hard as you can, which I'm not saying there is no, kind of works, but manifestation is both of that. It's yeah, putting in the work, but it's also saying the words like I will do this like it's gonna yeah. happen yeah and then you do the work to get there which is interesting that you just corrected that because I always try to say that when I hear my friends talking about well if I do that and then I always am changing when you do that yeah. or what happens when you do get that job like in changing your ifs to whens yeah. is something that I'm and wills and wills is something and that I like to- I'm trying to learn in therapy and yeah. trying to like really feel the matter instead of just like saying it I think one of the things that I do a lot is I preach but I don't practice which I know I've said a lot but I think that it's something that I'm really trying to learn and a goal that I have for myself in therapy which I know that tomorrow I'm is my first therapy session with this guy which by the way I'm kind of oh, scared yeah. for so because we've never I've never had a male therapist our youngest sister does, and she apparently really likes him. But yeah, you're seeing your yeah, first. Yeah, I went on ZocDoc, which by the way, I found out through McKenna. So it's easy, isn't it? It's so easy. And like, I needed a therapist that was going to take my insurance and I could pay a lower copay. <laughs> and that's adult things. Um, but I went on ZocDoc. I realized that I had gone on there one time before, and it was because I had ready for this. I had 15 cavities, and so I had to go to the dentist in Minnesota and get my 15 cavities I had zero filled. cavities, man. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I had to get them filled, okay? It's not my fault. I have acid reflux. It's not my fault. Um, the dentist even said so, but oh, no. I had to find a doctor in New York to do that, and then I realized when I'd gone on ZocDoc that I had found this dentist that I loved, and so I have a lot of faith in it, and I'm hoping that this guy will be really good, but so, yeah, you can see their us, picture. Tell us what you were looking for. Like, why did you pick this man? Oh, why did I pick this man? 
gonna sip to that um what we're currently drinking some rosé but um i think the prob the reason that i chose him in particular was because i kind of knew what i wanted i wanted something different i've tried older women i've tried younger women i've tried like women my age for therapists i took a class about trauma last semester with a woman professor and I've not that I don't have good experiences with them but I kind of one of the things that I lack in my life is like a healthy male perspective <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't know like isn't it's, that the sad truth it's like, like sad like yeah I have daddy issues like so what don't, we all okay have, don't say that I don't like it when you say that why we all have daddy I issues know, but I don't know that just brings just bothers me okay I won't say that but I think it's funny to say, and also I think it's relatively true, but I wanted to have, I thought that it would be better for me to click with someone who was of the opposite sex, but also someone similar to my age. Okay, here's why I don't like daddy issues, because I'm still on that. Ew, you're thinking of it in a sexual no, no, context. No, I'm not. I don't, I don't like it because it's almost making light and glorifying something that's really not funny, and it's... I don't like labels on yourself. Like, I just don't. And I feel like to be like, I have daddy issues. Like, I don't know. Don't label. Like, don't put that out there. And like, I just, I don't know. That, anyways. No, maybe, wait, okay. I get what you're saying. Maybe that's like like the anti-manifesting. Don't don't glorify your problems. Yeah, Yeah, you're glorifying your problems. And it's not a, like, we've moved on from that. Like, I mean, I'm working on moving on from that. I think one of the reasons, one of the things that I do that is kind of, I would argue is a bit toxic is I am very good at making jokes or like making things very cynical. But again, this goes back to what you put out, you get back. Exactly. And so I think that's where my pessimist side is like, okay, Marin, like let's pump the brakes in reverse and let's actually talk about why you're making those comments. And I honestly think making those comments comes from a place of hurt. I don't think it comes from a place of yeah. wanting to man. It's not that I'm manifesting it. I think it's because there are things that I have not worked over that it's like I'm trying to cope with them in a way that is good for my brain in a way that I'm trying to move over, but I have not yet like passed that speed bump. So I think that's one thing. But I say I the reason I said that is one, because I joke about it because it hurts me a lot but then I also think the other reason that I said that was because I've never had a male therapist and I'm intrigued in a way to kind of see I don't know like you always hear you always hear especially this is one thing that you hear a lot at NYU is like oh the white male the white straight male like there's evil like whatever and so I'm kind of intrigued to see I think like we can all learn from something we can all learn from each other and I really do believe like labels are very constricting and I think that people are a lot more fluid than what they define themselves to and so I'm very intrigued to see like how my perspective will change and I think that this is like a perspective that I need in my life because honestly I can't really think of like a very positive like straight male perspective that I have in my life which I think is something that I need right now did you like read his reviews or like yeah I read his reviews I saw his picture for me I can I feel like I can tell the energy of a person by their picture interesting or like by for me it's not necessarily the writing I feel like I can tell someone's character not character because that, that sounds like I'm very judgmental and like judging a book by its character but for like a therapist for example like I am going to be relatively critical because I know what I need and I need like I need what I need 
And so I think I kind of just, like, saw him, and I, I thought he looked very friendly, but I thought, like, I could tell from his perspective. And, again, I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow if the roses are really red. But um, I could tell that he would call me out on my shit if I was wrong. Interesting. Which is, like, something How that, How could like, you tell? I don't know. Like, I can just tell. Like, I need someone who's not going to sugarcoat it. I need someone who's going to be like, Marin, what the f- like, what are you doing? I need someone who's going to be like, like, let's talk about this. Like, I'm, we unpack it right now. I need someone to push me, which I think, like, because I, I push myself. But I think it's, like, different when you have someone push you because then it feels like, oh, I have to do this and it's uncomfortable. But it's important that it's uncomfortable because we should do it. Yeah. You know? And let's be real. Like, the first date with your therapist can really suck if it goes wrong like it could be boring or you could realize I feel like you know within a few minutes whether or not you're gonna vibe or yeah. it's gonna be worth it but then you know you pay for the session luckily with therapy you usually get like a free first session I know right? I'm trying to like I don't really know I had to text my mom do. about what I a did. copay was I didn't like he sent me the like insurance stuff and I was very confused by the lingo so I don't I have d- to deal with that shit with free I'm gonna bring you when I can't afford it. Because I used to pay $200 for a session, and that's fucking ridiculous in my brain. She was great. And if they're great, great. And I can Yeah, I think that, yeah, the free first session. I think, honestly, therapy should be free. Yeah. I think, like, well. They should deserve to get paid. Oh, no, I was gonna say, like, therapists deserve to get paid, and they should be paid a lot more than they are getting paid, because... I always am like a therapist has got to have a therapist there's a lot that they retain and that's a lot for one person but I like that some companies are paying for it on behalf of their employees I think that's good yeah yeah, I mean my point was really it's just hard it's such an investment of your money of your time of your energy to shop around for a therapist but it is worth it like I will tell you the bottom line is it's totally worth it once you do find that person that you can unload to and great things will happen great self-growth will happen and yeah yeah i'm excited to see how this therapy session goes we'll keep you guys updated yeah maybe we'll bring brie on here if Bree's comfortable i I feel like she'd be like a very she moved to florida what she did i haven't got i haven't even met her in person it's all been zoom and that is the pandemic people it's true yeah and every also therapy comes and goes at different stages in people's lives like oh, yeah. I think you know for our youngest sister we won't speak on her behalf but like different relationship with therapists like yeah you know and I went through a stage initially where I didn't like it and now I've grown to have a lot of respect and really like it and you know just res- you know everybody has a different stage in their life or but when you feel that intuition like maybe I am interested or maybe I do want to set up time to meet the therapist like follow that yeah you trust know? your gut trust your gut and you don't have to tell anybody that you're seeing a therapist but you know no I hope that there's less and less taboo around it and less judgment I think there is at least in my yeah. own I feel no shame talking about yeah. the fact that I have one so let's keep that energy flowing in 2021 yes let's keep no we're in 2022, 2022. Ah, it's still January. You know when you're in school and, like, you had to, like, switch your brain into writing on a piece of paper, like, it's tw- the new year? Yeah, I'm still in that. Um, I also can't believe it's 2022 because I'm about to be 22, and that's terrifying. Coming up. Period. I will talk to my We'll talk about, about birthdays but... in an episode. <gasps> Ooh, that could be and fun. And how sometimes they suck. 
We should talk about You know when you have signs. a shitty birthday? Oh, talk yeah. about signs. That could be good, too. Ooh. I feel like we always end, end, end the episode thinking of what else we could talk I about. I know. Maybe we'll have to stop this one and start a new one. <laughs> you guys will just have to stay tuned. Okay, well, if there's anything you take from this episode, I hope that it's, you know, go to therapy if it's something that it feels right for you and trust your gut. Don't ever feel embarrassed about going to therapy about any of those things i just got a compliment about our podcast so i'll read it too but we love you guys it means so much to us when you text us that you like appreciate it and it literally makes our day like i walked in the door and even if even if it's one person that's like oh that's like i feel but i I walked in and that made my day and the monks of this like weird day that it's been like that made my day so With that being said, we will end it here, and we will talk to you guys later. We love you guys. Toodles! Therapy! Therapy!